0: Hey everyone, what's up? It's your girl Nakia and welcome to the Fearless Kia podcast. Hey everyone, what's up? It's your girl Fearless Kia. Welcome to another Fearless Friday. So, I don't have a life update this week. Um just kind of going through the motions. I'm sure everybody is. We're like winding down, getting back into like the fourth quarter swing but this week's life lesson for me is to stop procrastinating and make strides towards the goals that I have we have like what four we four months, 3 months whatever left in the year and it's just like live your best life 2018 like start to really grind and get some of those things on your vision board accomplished. So that is my like lesson of the week for you guys. But without further ado, let's get into this week's guest. This week's guest is a DMV native from Silver Spring, Maryland, what? and a 2010 graduate of Hampton University, where she majored in public relations with a minor in marketing. Currently, she is an account supervisor at Team Epiphany, an entertainment consumer marketing agency with clients such as BT and HBO. Her background consists of over seven years within the entertainment marketing industry. In addition to her nine to five, she runs a food blog called Just Add Hot Sauce that caters to your ultimate foodie wants and needs. Thank you so much for joining the Fearless Kia podcast, Alexandra Hill. Thanks, girl. Hey, there. Thanks for (laughs) joining me. I'm so excited. I'm excited.
1: I'm honored to be on the podcast. Yes.
0: Another DMV native. Yes. Hi, people. We are here taking over. DMV. So I usually like to start off the podcast asking, what is your deepest fear? Okay. Ooh. All right.
1: Um. Well, my deepest fear is not living up to my full potential through authenticity.
0: Mm-hmm. That
1: is my deepest fear, and I do you want me to get into it?
0: Yes, Please. get into it. Get so, into okay, it,
1: it kind of. I was thinking today, like, what am I going to talk about? Like, what's my deepest fear? But I was really thinking, like, I think that is what my biggest fear is: is not living up to my full potential through authenticity. And I say that because, so backstory, when I was younger. I was born in D.C., raised in D.C. until I was, like, five. Right. And um, I moved, my parents got divorced when I was five Mm. and grew up in kind of like a predominantly black neighborhood, Shepherd Park. And when my parents got divorced, um, my mom was like, well, I can't, I knew this now, but she was like, you know, I can't really afford this house, Mm. so we're going to have to move to Silver Spring. Okay. Okay. So I was like, okay, well, five-year-old me, I was like, you know, doing whatever. Like, all right, we're moving. And I was five. My brother, I think, was, like, six. And he was just like, okay, well, we're going to move. And my mom, being a single parent, moved to Silver Spring, and she really wanted us to get a better education, Mm -hmm. and she decided to put me in a private school. Okay. So when I went to private school, I was, of course, back in that, when I say back in that day, it was, like, not long ago. But like I was the only black girl. Right. And my brother was the only black boy. Right. And so I was around all white people. And so of course, maybe I don't know, I don't like to say that I talk white. I hate <sighs> saying that. Um I don't say that I don't believe in that. Uh I have a great I've had a great education. That's mm-hmm. where my upbringing came from. But Basic. I feel like this is gonna be long story long.
0: No, it, that's what we here for, girl. <laughs> True. Okay. Walk us through it. So
1: basically, um, I'm trying to think back. So my mom basically moved to Silver Spring. She couldn't afford, you know, her house when we moved there. So she took loans from my grandma, from my aunt to pay for her mortgage. And of course, I didn't know that growing up because I had the best upbringing. Mm-hmm. Like I would have never thought we were in need or for anything so basically i was in an all-white private school from fifth grade to i guess eighth grade yeah no oh my god i was at st john's when i was like seven whatever so i was in private school with all white people and so when i went to high school i was like oh you know you're from maryland obviously. Mm-hmm. i wanted to go to the holy cross Okay, and Holy Cross is this super ass white <laughs> ass school. I want to go to Holy Cross or Good Counsel, and so I was like, "Oh, well, and really good schools, Good Counsel, great, great, great schools, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. all white." And so my dad took me aside. He was like, "You know, I don't want you to go there because mm. because you have been around white people a very long time, mm. and I want you to get you know feel your black side, basically." And I was like. What does that mean? Like, I don't like. What's wrong with the way I talk? He was like, "There's nothing wrong with the way you talk." He was like, "I just want you to experience your culture." Mm -hmm. And so that led me to go to Elizabeth Seton. And so, mind you, I never thought the way I talked was funny. I didn't. I didn't care. That's the way I talked. I grew up with white people in middle school. Whatever. That's the way I talked. So when I got to high school, a lot of people started to make fun of me. Really? Yeah, like, I, I was made fun of a lot in high school. Like, later, like, junior, senior year, not really, but, like, when I first got to high school, I was made fun of a lot That's way so
0: I crazy. Yeah,
1: and so everyone called me a white girl, like, oh, you talk white, and that really got to me, and I was like, damn, like, this is the way I talk, and I will never, ever, ever forget this moment. So I was, I think it was a freshman, I was a freshman, and from what I thought, I was one of my very good friends, and... She told me to this day. It was right before like um, summer, like summer break, and she told me, "I'm gonna turn you into a black girl."
0: What? And I and there's a lot of black girls that go to Seton. Yeah, it seems predominantly black. I mean,
1: now I don't know what it is. Yeah,
0: but back in the day, like that was oh four, oh two,
1: oh two to oh six, like. Randomly black mm-hmm. and I'll never forget that and I went back to my mom and I was like crying I was like what what does that mean like mm-hmm. is there something wrong with the way I talk and when I say like my deepest fear is not living up to my full potential like I'm me and it took me a long time to get to where I am right now through insecurities through deep dark like thoughts it took me a while to just be comfortable with who I am right and so now If you're not comfortable with me and you're not comfortable with the way I talk, the way I look, who I am, what comes comes out of my mouth, so be it. Right. I'm comfortable with who I am because high school was so hard for me. And Mm -hmm. then when I got to college, that was really where I had, like, a core group of friends that accepted me for who I was. Right. And And you wanted to go to Hampton. And I I wanted to go to Hampton mm because I obviously, like— got through high school, and I was like, oh, my I love black people. How come (laughs) I haven't been around this in in middle school and shit like that? But when I got to college, I was like, these are my, and, you know, obviously, like, Ashley and Lonnie and Taylor. Mm -hmm. But, like, when I met Ashley and Lonnie, like, they became close friends for me so fast. Granted, Ashley didn't like me when she first met me. (laughs) But, like, they accepted me for who I was. Right. And in high school, I didn't get it like that.
0: Mm -mm. Not in
1: the beginning. Towards the end, I was like, I can't change the way I talk. So what do you want me to do? Either you're going to accept me or you're not going to accept me. Right. So... I guess that's a long story long, but that's where it kind of stems from.
0: And just for clarification, your, fr- your background is, you're Puerto Rican as far yeah. as your heritage mm-hmm. and black. Color. Yeah, my mom's
1: Puerto Rican, my dad is black. Mm-hmm. And even stemming from that, like being on the Puerto Rican side, I look to the outside world, I look black. Right. And that's totally, that's totally fine. But there's Afro-Latinas everywhere. Yeah. And so growing up, I always got, well, you don't look Puerto Rican. I'm like, what is, can I cuss?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was
1: like, what the fuck does that even mean? And, like, people thought I was adopted when I was younger because my mom like, super light-skinned. And I was like, I don't even know. So there was, like, a color complex that I dealt with. colorism
0: was, within your, your community. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And I was like, I didn't feel comfortable being around, you know, the Spanish kids because I wasn't that mm-hmm. complexion. So I had a complex issue when I was growing up because I didn't feel accepted enough.
0: So on top of your speech and people yeah. saying you sound white and you're not not black or black enough. Black enough. Now yeah. you're having this other complex of being like I don't I identify with my own community being mm-hmm. Puerto Rican and yeah. black because I'm not the skin Typical complexion of what skin. a Puerto Rican yeah. is supposed to look the like. The
1: hair. My hair. My mom did not know how to do my hair. So my hair was wild. A lot, and I was just like, and I had a color complex. I didn't. I felt like I didn't fit in with anyone.
0: Mm. So
1: it it took me a really long time to get to the point where I am now. So I'm just, I'm just fucking blessed, and thank God,
0: I'm, blessed, and you living know, your best life, living my okay. best life. Like for real. this is who I am. Yeah, Accepted take it or, or leave not. it. Yeah,
1: exactly, take it or leave it. And I'm not going to dim my light for anyone else. Right. You know?
0: Where so. did you find that transition start to happen? Where you were like, you know what, I am. Comfortable in my own skin, yeah. in my own speech. This is who I am. And, like, I don't give a fuck.
1: Honestly, college at Hampton. Okay.
0: When I first got
1: there, there were so many black people What I love about HBCUs in Hampton. Of course. <laughs> obviously. There were so many different kinds of black people. From California to New York to Maryland from the South. Yeah. All colors. all They sound different and i really was like damn like i can be myself here mm. and that's really where i started to feel a lot more comfortable with who i am and, and the way i talk and my color like yeah. and my skin so i think that's really where it's done from cuz high school was rough for me it was a great time i won what i went
0: i was most cheerful <laughs> my superlative but mine was most school spirited too see, like i was see like, hey, see hey. Hey,
1: I was just cheerful because at the end of my high school experience, I was like, "I'm gonna be who I am."
0: Yeah, and I'm not gonna see half of y'all, girl. I think it, that's one thing I had to realize too about high school. I mean, high school is rough in general, right? Yeah. Across the nation, it's rough for certain people; others not so much. But like, I was like, "I'm not gonna remember
1: girl. half of y'all," and I'm like, really only friends with, uh, two, if if that. I Maybe have a, like
0: group chat and that is like the core of my cool yeah. school friends that I still keep in contact
1: with. My very good friend, like my best friend is Kenisha and she still, a, she lives in Maryland and like that's the only person I'm friends with
0: mm-hmm. from high
1: school really. Yeah. Like other people I'm like, okay. Like I have a couple like people who, like Julianka, you know Julianka. Yeah. Oh my God, duh, you know her. <laughs> but like still
0: cool with her. So, and Melanie, who was yeah. just on your podcast, like mm-hmm.
1: still cool with her. So it was just like, but half the people I don't even see.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. We, we put a lot of emphasis on other people's opinions of us that we don't even realize that shit don't even matter, matter. in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Like, you are the captain of your ship. I hate saying the captain of your ship, but it's yeah. real. Like, mm-hmm. you are. Like, that shit, you make a choice every day and like, how you want to live your life yeah. you know, and who you choose to allow into your life and who you choose to. Tr- and who you allow to have influence over mm-hmm. your life. And, like, we didn't know that at, like, 14, 15, 16, 17 years old.
1: And I always looked at my mom because when I was growing up, she was so confident in who she was. Mm-hmm. And I never really thought about it until I got older. Like, I, when I was younger, I kind of wanted, I wanted her to kind of conform to the parents that were around. Mm-hmm. Because I was in, like, this super preppy, all-white school. Mm-hmm. But my mom was herself. Long red nails, red lipstick. Like, she was her... And that's what I love about her. She's not going to change who, who she is. And right. she hasn't.
0: Right. You know? Are there habits that you've made... For, personal habits that you have that have kind of fueled that fear, right? Yeah. This fear of, like, not living up to your fuel potential oh, authentically. Oh, okay. um, And if so, like, what... Are your daily practices or things that you do to move be move you beyond yeah. that fear?
1: So I re, in recent years, for some reason, I've gotten bad anxiety, mm. and it comes from and I know where it comes from. It comes from when I was growing up, just change. I don't, I'm not a big fan of change, mm. so it takes me a long time to get adjusted. Even though like I'm a very spirited person yeah. and energetic but behind a lot of my friends know like I don't like change so it takes me a second to like okay this is what's going on like I I'm going to be okay but honestly I've been trying to meditate mm. um for me that works yeah kind of take a second to myself every day yeah and kind of say like okay Alex cuz you know in New York when you leave out your house you never know what chow is about to
0: happen this city just makes you have anxiety yeah and Lord. The thing, and the thing is like
1: you walk out the door. You're surrounded by people until you get back home. And even if you get back home, you got roommates. I live with my boyfriend, so it's like you got that. Yeah. So I think for me, I take self. I take time to myself to really be present mm. and just say, "This is this is my day. I'm choosing to be happy. I'm choosing to be okay for today." Yeah. And I sage my house. I'm super big on staging.
0: I'm, First of all, your house is amazing. Thank Just you, a
1: thank you. Just
0: a Thanks, it is amazing? Girl. It's like you made you've cultivated your space to be that safe, yeah, safe haven. It, and that's you. my safe space, and mm. that's why I
1: really wanted when I was, you know, looking through. I guess like not designs, but like different websites. I was like, I want my house to be a safe space. Yeah, absolutely. So, and also, I lean into my friends a lot. Like, because I am a very strong and independent person, but when I break, I break. Mm. And so, I have my core friends who I call. And also, I talk to my mom. But, you know, you,
0: you, when you talk to your mom, you be like, she's like, what's wrong? I'm like, mom, please just listen to me. But, like, you know. I was going to ask you that, too. I was going to ask you, like, how has that, the bond of, like, true friendships in your life and the essence of family, Um, or a family support system propelled you like towards your dreams like how has that played a major impact I can get like emotional talking about my friends and family just because it's like
1: I've never had a group of friends until college Mm. like Lonnie Ashley and Taylor just be so supportive Mm. through every aspect of my life through mistakes through you know Ups and downs, everything. You know, they're just so supportive. And, like, you. Know, I don't have sisters. I have brothers. Okay. And so that's so important to me because I look at them as sisters. We're going to fight. We're going to argue. We're going to disagree. But it's, like, those girls are so important to me. And, of course, I have another group of friends, like, Nicole and Amy. And, like, those people from I met Nicole when I moved here. right? I, you know, Amy's been one of my friends since, since college. So it's, like, just those core group of friends that... Like, the support is endless.
0: Yeah. Did you feel like coming off of that, like, all-girls high school Seton kind of yeah. situation that, like, you can have, like, a, a trust when it came yeah. to women as far as that supportiveness and then that transition going over to Hampton, finding that instant connection yeah
1: like. and it's a connection that's yeah. what it is mm-hmm. it's a connection like and i felt like in high school i didn't have that yeah it was very surface and obviously you're like 16 so you're like all right. you want to talk about is boys and like let's drink these smart off ices so it's
0: girl like, and moscato that's get, all I yeah so i'm like mm,
1: you don't it's so surface right but like when we got to college we went through shit and even when i graduated i went through shit like when i moved here so it's kind of like it's important to have those core group of friends. Like those are my sisters. Yeah, you know.
0: So yeah, yeah absolutely. Does that answer your question. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. It definitely did. And I and the reason I asked that is because I know that you have such a tight knit group of friends, and it's consistent, y'all. I, I see it all the time um, that y'all are very supportive of one yeah. another. You show up for one another. You're and that's one the thing, another.
1: showing the fuck up. Like, oh, people, you gotta show up in your relationships. Talk about it. And you got to show up for your friends. Like, that, is, like, it's not even like, oh, girl, let me text you, see how you do. No, pick up the phone. Pick up the phone, see how I am. Cause this, And you got to check on people. That's you the know? thing. The
0: thing is about this day and age, it's like, oh, girl, I'll send you updates on Instagram. No, that's no, not. No. That's not. No. 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 How are you?
1: Because people don't ask that. People don't ask that. Like, you see Instagram, it's so instant, it's, it's that instant gratification, but I'm like, how you don't know how these people are doing. All they do is post fucking selfies. And like, oh, I got a promotion today.
0: Oh, I got engaged or I'm pregnant. Like,
1: all these things. I'm like, yeah, but
0: what else? I think the hardest thing, too, being in New York and for people who don't know, it's like, depending on where you live in the city, it's like, you can literally be friends with somebody and be like, I haven't seen this person in like five months. Yeah. Because that person lives here, I live here. And it's yeah. like, you have to make time for mm-hmm. the people who are continuing to pour into you and you're pouring back into them. Is, yeah. I know it's difficult. I know it's difficult, but like you got to do it because like yeah. those are the people that when it's all said and done, when life is not at... There are moments where life don't always hit highs and, it, mm-hmm. and you have some lows and yeah. then you're going to lean on them for things when you need something. It shouldn't be like when you need something. It should be constant high yeah. or low. Like, yeah. And I've seen that in your friendships um, with... Lonnie, um, Ashley, even Robert, like, yeah. y'all are very much so about, like, oh, I'm here, girl, but we don't, like, yeah. what is that? Like, let's continue to help one another. And, like, as you get
1: older, it gets so much
0: harder. Because, like,
1: you you get into relationships. Shout You eventually, people are going to start to have kids. You get married. You're, like, I, so this is a crazy, not crazy, but, like, I realize, like, how we're getting older, Lonnie and Robert recently went to a friend's dad's funeral, mm. and he, I, he was sick I, for some time. Mm-hmm. But you really you don't realize, like, damn, like it's not all just like promotion, new boyfriend, new job, like new apartment, it's new apartment, like, like it's it's real shit. And like you you don't realize like what people are going through. So when I heard that our friend's dad passed away, I was like, damn, like life is life is real as fuck. And, like, even, like, making time to check in with your friends, like, me and Ashley,
0: you know, that's my girl. That's my best. (laughs) Yeah, that, yeah. So,
1: like, Ash, when I moved back to New York, I moved back to Brooklyn. Or I moved to Brooklyn, and she lives in Harlem because we used to live together. So we make it, like, an effort to see each other during the week or to even have a drink at our favorite spot. Or even to just, like, meet up and go to brunch. And, like, one weekend... My kickback weekend. Yeah. We had that kickback. And she spent the night. And then, like, we got brunch and have like, a Sunday fun day. It's just important to, like, schedule that time with your girls and your yeah. friends, you know? Yeah. To really check in on them.
0: Yeah, because it's easy to get lost in your own web of things going yeah. on, right? When you have a relationship. And speaking of relationship, like, how do you balance... For someone who does a great job of, like, balancing your relationship and balancing your friendships, how do you balance both of them right and sharing your time between (laughs) your relationships and your friendships and yourself yeah (laughs) i mean i think i have a pretty good schedule
1: now because my so i moved back to dc in 2016 Mm -hmm. moved back here in january okay so i've been back i guess for like what is that like eight seven months eight months I've been yeah. back for eight months. Mm-hmm. And me and my boyfriend decided to move in together, but he travels back and forth to D.C. for work. So oftentimes, like, during the week, I'm by myself, which is fucking great. Like, I can do my face mask. Like, I can, like, <laughs> do my skincare routine. I can cook. Like, I can just, like, do whatever I want. After I come home, like, for those couple hours, I'm by myself until I have to wake back up and go to work. Right. So I think I was I have been single a very, very, very long time. Mm. Like, I've had situationships, but nothing, you know, those are some shit.
0: Ciao. You know, girl. Listen. Because that has been my entire 20s. <laughs> my entire 20s was situationships.
1: But, I don't, yeah, my last relationship when, when I was 18. Mm. And then I got into a relationship at, I guess, 20, 28,
0: 29. Mm. So
1: I was like, oh, shit. I think just making... You have to make time for you and your boyfriend regardless. Like, that's your partner. And especially if, like I said, showing up. If he shows up for you and you do the same for him, it's important to have that time together. Yeah. Especially if you see a future, like like marriage. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you have to sometimes choose him over your friends. And sometimes you have to choose your friends over your man. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a hard... It's, it's a, a hard, super hard balance. balance it's a super hard balance but you have to find that you have to f- kind of find that time I'm still learning it I'm okay. still learning it because I'm I'm all about my friends and sometimes like I have to choose like okay this is gonna be for me and Lamine this night's gonna be for me and lamine like we're going to have date night we're gonna do all that and then the next day I can go hang out with my friends. yeah but what's good about Lamine, which I love <laughs> that he is an event producer okay so oftentimes I invite my friends Friends to his events because he always wants people to be there and he wants my friends to be there. So it's great. It's a great, like, relationship. It's a great combination. It's a great combination because I'm like, well, I'm going to be here supporting him, come to this event. He's not going to make you pay for anything.
0: Right. So... Best of both worlds. Best of both worlds. And to that point, like, how long have? How long did it take you to get in that groove within your relationship? Because you said you came off of like these situations, right? And a lot of women don't know what to do when we, when you, when you meet that person who is making time for you. And girl, we talked about that earlier. We're not going to talk about it. Yeah, but we were talking about that earlier. Where it's like, you meet someone and you're like, like, I don't know what to do with this because I never had Had this before, and like, it's not something that's far faster that you didn't deserve but it's mm-hmm. like you didn't been through so many situations that you're in just like always. yeah you're just like yeah well shit like what do i do here i'm still trying to figure out how do i still have mm-hmm. the fun with my friends and yeah. don't make them feel like oh i got a man i'm out and still be able yeah. to like cultivate and get to know this person that has been showing you that they're interested in you and like building with them as well it's
1: a hard balance You have to be at a place in your life for yourself where you're ready to be in a relationship. And I came to that point. I actually wrote it down. Because I was coming off this kind of like bad fucked up situationship. And I was like, I don't want to fucking do this. Like, (laughs) I deserve so much more. And I was like, in my head, I was like, I'm a badass fucking bitch. Come on. Like, I was like, I'm not doing this. So I literally wrote down what I wanted in a guy. And what... He can give to me what I can give to him, but ideally what I want and what I want in a relationship. And somehow Levine showed up, right? You weren't looking for it, I wasn't looking, I was -hmm. was ready in my head. And the thing is, like, you can't, like, when you're ready in your head, your friends know, like, and this is something that, that I this is someone I see a future with. So, there's some things like I can't go to every girl's night, I can't go to the club. When we all want to go to the club. But then, if you have a partner that is like, Alex, go out with your friends. Right. Like, that's cool. Because the thing is, my friends are going to be there. They were there before. They're going to be there after. Okay. And he knows that. Yeah. Like, he knows how important my friends are. So he's like, if you want to go out, go out. Yeah. Like, yeah, pick days when it's about me. Because we're not together all the time. Right. Right. Especially because we're kind of doing, like, long distance, Mm -hmm. even though we live together. But it's like, he knows. And your friends are going to be there. But also choose your friends. Because the thing is, we were here when you were crying over some other nigga.
0: (laughs) And so it's like, girl. Right.
1: It's a hard balance. It's It's a super hard balance.
0: But we were talking um, earlier too when you were like, oh, you have this space to yourself and you get to do your face masks and you get yeah. to cook. Speaking of cooking, yeah. you have a blog that you launched, I want to say last year, maybe the it's year before. A, or it, yeah, a year. A it's year. Been a year and a couple months. Yeah, just at Hot Sauce. And first of all, my mouth. Be and I'm saying this very like black when I'm about to say it. My mouth be solving like like it be like oh my god. Every time I watch your like Instagram stories, I'm oh like, girl, yeah. what are you cooking? Can I just? Have, I don't even eat meat, and you cooking meat, and I'm like, I will eat meat just to eat what I was yeah. cooking. And like going to your kickback early earlier um this summer, it was just like everybody was fucking up them empanadas, and I'm like, empanadas, and you and you made the sauce from scratch. You made the Infinos congratulations. I'm just like y'all. I'm like girl. When are you opening your restaurant? I need to I know, be that's there. Like, like lifelong. Seriously, but like, what um, motivated you to start your blog and mm-hmm. to really like outside of your nine to five and what you do is entertainment marketing. But yeah. like outside of that, what made you be like, you know what? This is my passion. I want to document this. Yeah. I want to share my gift with the world.
1: Um, so I was so that I decided to start it back in D.C. because that's when I moved back. And I was working, I, I was at my old agency for six years. Mm. And you know when you feel like you're just, like, working for someone else? And I was just like, Ugh. I was like, fuck. Like, I'm just, I love what I do, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, like, I just felt so burnt out. And I was like, damn, like, I'm not doing anything for myself. Right. And so I started dating my boyfriend. And he's an entrepreneur. His events, he, he don't report to nobody. Mm. so he really inspired me because I was like oh like you're doing stuff like, right. by yourself like how is that kind of possible and so I kind of was playing with the idea actually before I moved to New York in 2011 I thought about starting a blog a mm. food blog and it was going to be called Lon- Lonnie Likes It because my best friend Lonnie she's a very picky eater or she uh. was a picky eater. She still kind of is. So like, I was gonna call it Lonnie likes it because it was gonna be like a a food tour. It was food blog, but like me cooking. But it's almost like testing it out online to see if she likes the food. But of course, I got I punked out, and I was like, No, I'm not. Like, I'm not gonna put myself out there. Like, I'm not gonna do it. And This is in 2011. So then, I kept toying with the idea, and then when I started dating him, he kind of inspired me to. You know, do something for myself. Yeah. So, I started it in 2017. Oh. And so I just, I really, I love to cook. That's what I've always loved to do when I was younger. My mom would let me cook anything. Mm-hmm. So I would print out food recipes from FoodNetwork.com. Okay. And I would cook like flan. Like I would cook like all this shit. My mom just let me run wild in the grocery store. And she was Mm -hmm. like, okay, we'll print out the recipe. Because I would watch Food Network all day. Right. All day. So, and just since then, I was like, I'm going to start a food blog. Because that's what I want to do. And I Mm -hmm. love hot sauce. And actually, I was at Lonnie. I feel like I'm saying Lonnie so much. But (laughs) I was at Lonnie's 20, if if I'm 30. It was Lonnie's 28th birthday. Okay. And so, we were all there. And Ashley walks past this rack of hot sauces. And she was like, oh, my God, Al, like, look at all these hot, hot sauces. And she knows I love hot sauce. And I, and I thought of that. I was like, oh, just had hot sauce. Oh. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cute. And then I didn't really tell anyone. And then I was talking to my friend Mackenzie. She has a blog called MackenzieRenee.com. She's great. She went to Hampton.
0: And so she. Oh, yeah. She has like the cut up, the yeah, cut up, Renee cut off. Yes, yes, yeah, that's the cut Yeah, say, I was like, yes.
1: That's my girl. So she really encouraged me to like go for it because I was so scared. I was like, I was like, no. She was like, bitch, if you don't get yourself together and just start this <laughs> damn blog, like she told me, she was like, go to godaddy.com, like buy your domain. yeah, Like, and then I was gonna, I was just gonna like put my site out there. And she was mm-hmm. like, no, you need some pre promotion. And I was like, Mac, I was like, no, I, I don't do, like, stop. She was like, Alex, relax. Like, it's going to be fine. And then when I, like, eventually went live with my blog, like, it's, I got a lot of great feedback, and I did not expect that. Yeah. So, that's kind of, like, where it all started.
0: Shout out to you for, like, doing it, right? And your having girl. the right people in your corner to say, no, it's going to be all right. Yeah. Like, trust the process. Trust Just the process. Trust the process. Just do yeah. it. Um, I am going to be looking forward to when your restaurant opens. Thanks, girl. And One day we got to speak it into existence. Speak it into existence, girl. Like I, y'all don't understand. I will literally slide in Alex's and be like, "So, girl, when, when you gonna cook?" <laughs> and I love to cook with people. <laughs> when are you gonna? Like cook? my boyfriend is like, like my
1: test taster. Oh
0: my god, it's so damn Thanks, good. Girl. In the same light of like cooking, mm-hmm. like. How do you feed your soul?
1: Hmm, oh my God, that's such a good question
0: um through cooking,
1: through friends, through family, that's how I feed my soul like I I when I say I love to cook, like I love to cook so that's like relaxation for me right And like I realize I'm turning when I'm turning to my mother like I was like, damn, I'm turning to my mother <laughs> but like she is such a great, like, entertainer. And, like, when even if she has one person over, she, it has, it's, like, full-on spread. Yeah. Like, because she just wants people to feel at home. And that's what I realized, like, that's what feeds my soul. That's why, like, I told Astrid, I was like, let's do a kickback. Yeah. Because I was like, let's do a summer check-in. Like, we haven't seen a lot of these people over the summer, so let's just do it. And for me, that's what feeds my soul. Seeing people happy,
0: mm-hmm. like
1: enjoying each other's company, cooking for people, that's really what feeds my
0: soul. Yeah. So. Um, I was going to ask you too, what about the process of like cooking or just the appreciation for like the culinary arts? Mm -hmm. Um, What has that process taught you about yourself? Mm. -hmm. Mm, -hmm, girl. Oh, this is good. Try new things. Because
1: I used to hate a lot of like different food. Mm -hmm. And, like, once I just started cooking it, I found an appreciation for it. And so that taught me, because I don't like change. Right. You didn't mention that earlier. To go for it. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But most times, it works out. Mm -hmm. And that's what food is. Try it out. If you don't like it, you don't like it. But if it works
0: and you like it, that's one of your good recipes. So would you say it is true that... The whole idea of, like, you can, like, eat, pray, and love your way to a fulfilled life. Yeah. No, for sure. Mm.
1: For sure. I truly believe that. I mean, like I said, like, when you think about it, food brings people together, and I love bringing people together.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. What would Alex today tell the 25-year-old Alex? Oh,
1: 30-year-old Alex today will tell 25-year-old Alex that everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And you need to believe in yourself more. Mm. Because I think I... Well, also, I was, like, in this shitty-ass situationship, girl. And my self-confidence was so low. you never be able to tell. Mm. But inside... I was a ball of insecurity because I was, uh, girl, a long ass story.
0: But I was dealing with, girl, a long ass story. <laughs> but like, no, I was, girl, I was there at 25. You know, 20, mm, that 25. That yeah, 25, 26 years. And I remember mm. I cried on my,
1: was that my, tw- I, was it my 25th? What did I do for my 25th? I had a white dress on I cried, like, the next, I think I was, like, that day or the next day over this guy. And I was, like, Alex, like, why are you taking yourself through this? Mm. Like, believe in yourself more and know that you deserve a lot more from life, from relationships, from jobs. Like, I was, I was so balled up with insecurity
0: that I I couldn't see past anything. Right past what's in front of you yeah at that moment at that time yeah so i was like I, I was like i'm gonna be with this guy i'm with this guy forever so,
1: and i was like girl that's clearly not about to happen
0: i'm like that because i'm a hopeless romantic and i say that all the time but then i had to like and be,
1: like, looking
0: back i was like he doesn't deserve anything of what i gave him
1: none and not it. even like physically emotionally Right. You know? Like, who I was, who I turned into be. Like, I swear, when I was dating this guy, like, I was drinking so much Mm. because I was so afraid of, like, running into him Mm. out.
0: Why? This is so fucking crazy, girl. Like, Alex, literally. And I'm, like, beyond it that I can speak about now, but, like, Mm -hmm. literally. 26. 26. I literally met this guy. Oh, I thought this shit was going to be... It was the complete opposite of the relationship that I was in. And the relationship that I was in wasn't bad. It was just that he had some air insecurities that I felt like played heavily within our relationship to a point that we couldn't move beyond that. And there were some things that I probably did too. I'm not going to blame it all on him. But when Mm -hmm. I met this other guy right after, I was like, okay, I'm like into him. And like, we're in this, right? Mm -hmm. And the fact... He was a fuck, like a fuck boy, like yeah. completely a fuck boy in a sense that like, oh, now you want to fucking moonwalk out of this situation that you actively participated yeah. in to a point that like, it was so, I to- I think I was more upset with myself for tolerating this level of disrespect that I've just like, I was just like, who am I? Yeah. Because the old Nakia wouldn't have like,
1: you the PG County like, who Nakia? Are You look at I'm like, yes.
0: girl, I know when I was growing up. This is my, yeah. like, these are my standards. This is what I, and it's just like, I, I don't know if I was just so emotionally broken coming out of my other relationship mm-hmm. that I got in this situation and it just looked better than what, yeah. again, look, looked better than what I used to be in. But it's just the level of disrespect that would happen to the point where your boys are noticing it and they're like, yo, you gotta chill. You're telling, they're telling you yeah, that you're in the wrong. I It took me, like, a good, solid year yeah, to just... Get back to me and like figure to be confident in it and to be like, mm-hmm. okay, who are you? What do you want? And honestly, I feel like it low key probably prompted this podcast. Yeah, in general. Like, yeah. I feel like in general, probably low key prompted it, but it was like, I used to be to a point where it's like, I don't want to go to this event because I know he's going to be there. Oh. And I don't know how I'm going to act. And yeah. I don't know. I don't want to be the person like where my emotions are just, yeah. Like, I didn't want to be that girl. And it would give me really bad anxiety. Oh, yeah. And For I would sure. be on the phone with my, like, friends hours and hours and hours. And it's like, one of my friends was like, okay, I'm going to give you 30 days yeah. to, like, deal with this. But we got to move forward. Yeah. Like, th- what is it about him that is causing you to have so much anxiety? Some guys,
1: if they're kryptonite. <sighs>
0: it's this like guy bad. that I was
1: dating was literally my kryptonite. And I remember I look back at pictures. Because when I drink, my face gets, like, puffy. mm solid puffy in the face for a good year I was like y'all yeah. was gonna tell me that I looked crazy like it was like I was drinking so much cause I didn't want to deal with the reality of seeing him out yeah like I was like it gave me so much anxiety and I, I at one point I was like am I an alcoholic yeah because I I was just drowning my emotions in alcohol and I didn't want to face the reality I was like Alex you gotta yeah come to grips with yourself yeah. Luckily, like I said, I have my, a solid group of friends, and Ashley and Kelly. When when I lived here, we all lived together. They bought me through it because mm-hmm. I first I was like I don't. At one point, I was like I'm never going to get over him. I was like I'm never going to get over him, you know? Because you feel like a connection and all this shit. And then you look back you're like I deserve so much more, and it's, he's still the same
0: guy. Yeah, but we're not going to get that person no more light and energy, girl. <laughs> that's Hell like... When I can get that, yeah. life Like energy, you're now like you just stepped into a new opportunity, career-wise. You just stepped into a new opportunity. Mm-hmm. Do you find like the work that you do in your life like fulfilling? Do you find that this is like your passion? This is what makes you happy.
1: My nine to five. Yes. I mean, the thing is about Team Epiphany, which is they're a great, great, great ass company, right? I've been wanting to work with for them since 2011 when I moved to mm-hmm. New York. Tried to intern with them, no response. Yeah, in two thousand eleven. And the thing is, you gotta trust your time. In. The the time. time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it was already written for me to join, and at this time, it was already written. You gotta trust the process. Yeah. But um, I love what I do because I love entertainment. Hmm. It what I love it, and also it's a multicultural i mean i know they're trying to like get not get out of multicultural but like we do a lot of multicultural work mm-hmm. so putting people on in the multicultural space and like african-americans in general like seeing them win like we just had gia peppers um host and fest Yes, and i love Gia, and i remember like one of the girls in the pr team abigail hey abby girl <laughs> and she was like, who, she was like, who would you think to like host? And we and we literally were like, oh my god, Gia, yeah. And like just seeing her on a platform that's so much bigger than, you know, everything. Yeah. I was like, damn, like I just love seeing us black women win, absolutely, and us as a community, as us as a culture, win, and like be in rooms where d- shit. I don't know. But, like, just seeing our culture win. Yes. And that's what I love about what I do. Because I did it with Moxie, and now I'm doing it with Team Epiphany, and just seeing our culture and our community just being in rooms that you will never expect.
0: And it takes us to be in those rooms in yeah. order to put other people in the rooms. And shout out to Gia, who was on season two. Like, she's just like killing shit. Yeah, right she now. is. Killing shit. And she prayed for that. You know what I'm saying? Like You have to. You got to pray. You got to pray. You got to speak that stuff into existence. Yeah. And, you know, continue to be, like you said earlier about your fear, just being authentic and like living to your full potential. of you being authentic into yourself. People are going to see that. Mm-hmm. And they're going to gravitate towards yeah. it and more opportunities are going to continue to come your way just naturally. Yeah. Like, it's very hard in this industry, being in the entertainment industry to meet Mm -hmm. people who are truly authentic and, like... Yeah. And that's the thing, like, this the entertainment industry is about relationships
1: and people can see right through if you're trying to just make, get a contact, make a relationship that's so surface. Like, Mm -hmm. I hate that, but, like, I pride myself on having good relationships because I actually want... To like know how these people are doing, yeah, like invest in them, yeah. So it's like there's no point in just and the thing is, you can easily call up some of your contacts and be like, oh hey, I have an opportunity or blah 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 blah. But it's like you can see through a fake relationship quickly, quickly. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know, girl. Entertainment is wild, but <laughs> you know,
0: but yeah. So, what would you advise someone who is, like, looking to get into the entertainment industry and the marketing or public relations um, side of the business?
1: Don't be afraid to start as an intern.
0: Okay. like Paid or unpaid, too. Like, or you got to specify. Because so, people be like, well, it ain't paid. I'm not doing No. Because the thing is, I feel
1: like what's wrong with a lot of these millennials <sighs> that are just coming out of school. And the thing is, like... Especially if you go to an HBCU, mm-hmm. you are so entitled. And I was entitled when I came out of school because I was like, oh, I have a degree. I went to Hampton. Like, I was like, I'm about to get a job, like making $50,000 right out in 2010, right mm-hmm. outside, like right when I graduated. I was like, girl, no. So I was applying for jobs and I worked for Abercrombie Fitch as a visual manager for like a year. And it wasn't in public relations. It was store retail. Right. Mm-hmm. And I decided to move to New York for an internship. I disguised it as a job to everyone else. But girl, I was here on an unpaid internship. Yeah. And then the woman who I worked for hired me three months later, making shit money. She paid me $300 a week. Mm. And I was like, but I had to start there. Because if I didn't start there, I wouldn't be where I am now because I like I had to when I had to grow what's that word like like I can't think of that phrase I was wet behind the ears. Okay. Super wet. That sounds Super horrible. Super green. wet. It's like when you're green, green or something. Yeah. Very green. Right. And I have a tough shell. And I'm glad I started out the way I did because I, I would not be at Team Epiphany now. Right. Doing what I'm doing, you know? Yeah. So don't be afraid to intern and reach out to people. Don't be afraid to be like, hey, not to pick your ba- brain because that's the worst phrase you can ever say. I want to pick your brain. But it's like, what does that mean, people? I want to pick your brain about what? Like, you going to pay me to pick my brain? True. But also, a casual conversation and walk up to people. Don't be afraid to actually introduce yourself. Because I feel like a lot of people with social media,
0: mm. they're quick
1: to DM. True. Or at. But then you see them in public. I'm like, why aren't you <laughs> weren't, weren't just in my DMs But you don't want to speak? Right especially with these younger kids, like, that's all they have is Instagram and Facebook, especially Instagram and Snapchat and Twitter. Mm -hmm. Like, it's so quick to be like, oh, I want to work for you. But, like, if you see me out, like, have that elevator speech ready. Yeah. You know? Not me. But, like, if you see someone, like, out, like, don't be afraid to walk up to them and spark up a conversation.
0: Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. The biggest fear, I think, as well, right, in today's generation is that, like we now have influencers or people who are doing big things in the industry and, yeah. and you see them online. But, like, when it comes to being a person, there's this already made-up persona, like, oh, she's not going to speak to me or he's not going to speak to me. Or yeah. Like, you know, those type of things. And they're going to be like, oh, who are you type yeah. of thing. And, like, most of the, like, relationships that I've cultivated even in New York, and granted, girl, i from the DMV, too. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, dude, like... Everybody's human, and yeah. it really doesn't take anything to just go up and be like, "Hey, like I'm married Senator," or like, "Yeah, hey, hello, how are you? How was your day?" And mm-hmm. keep it moving. Like, it doesn't have to feel so like celebritized. I can't explain it. That's yeah, no. like. it's weird. Oh my god, it's da da like, like, but they're, they they hmm. take a shit every
1: day. Like you're, they're just like you. They have insecurities. They they
0: get sad. They get happy, they get mad. Like we chasing checks just, just like you do. Like you. Right.
1: And it's like don't have that like whole celebrity because then you're not gonna get anywhere. You're just gonna keep fantasizing or not fantasizing, but like looking at them through your computer screen. That's true. That, that is true. You know? So it's like I mean, don't get me wrong, I've I've been in situations where I'm like, Oh my god, I'm like, that's that person. hmm But it's like they're actually people too. You know? Yeah. So, I don't know. People are crazy.
0: They they are. Yeah. It's real. Mm-hmm. Well, I know we have to wrap it up. We've been rambling. I want to thank you so much for, like, joining the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on season three. Well, thank you for having me. I, when Next I got time that y'all have email. a little brunch with oh, oh, yeah, or something, girl. let me know. I'll let you know. We're
1: having another Beats and Eats soon. We just don't know where yes. and when.
0: Yes, but I yeah, mean, I'm a girl. Because, like, I mean, can y'all have a, like, pescatarian option? Yes. It ain't gotta be vegetarian, yes, but, like, a shrimp. But, yes, I got you. Not that. I can contribute. Just let me know. I got you. I'll
1: make some shrimp empanadas. Yes, yeah, just something.
0: Like, I was, like, looking at everybody, fuck them emp- empanadas up. And I was like, no, today I'm gonna be a meat eater today. <laughs> like, fuck that. I got like, you. I promise. Everybody was fucking it up. But I usually... Like to end off the podcast with a quote Mm -hmm. um, based off of my guest's fears. So, this is the quote that I have, and this is anonymous You'll never grow to your fullest potential unless you plant seeds of joy, love, fulfillment, hope, and success. Nature can only return to you what you plant. Okay, I like that. What you plant, you reap. What you sow. Yep, nature can only return to you what mm-hmm. you plant. So make sure you plant in the right nutrients and and things Must that you end. need to grow out here in these streets. It's important. It is. Well, thank you so much again, Alex, for joining thank me. You for me. Everyone, I hope that this episode inspired you and that you are going into a weekend with love, light, and many of blessings. It's your girl, Fearless Kia, and we out. It's your girl, Alex. <laughs> Ow! <laughs>